When this type of content, team members are talking directly to their potential future teammates. What they will say will convince talent to apply or not. And this ultimately impacts candidate quality and culture fit. So it's an accurate picture of team life and that impacts retention as well. So the employee experience must match the marketing if you want your new team members to stay. And that should be a priority of everyone on the team. Welcome back to another episode of the Spotlights by Stories, Inc. podcast. I'm Jill Shabelman, and today we're sharing a previously recorded session where I talk with one of our account managers, Christy, about the importance of team branding and team storytelling. Heads up, we do share a few video examples in the session, but you can easily hear the audio and understand the stories. Team branding is an often overlooked part of employer brand and recruitment marketing, so we're here to give you the details on doing it right. So with that, let's get to it. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of team branding and introducing the idea of the team value proposition. So as someone who is helping to attract talent to your organization, you probably inherently know that one message does not fit all. So we're going to talk about how you may want to introduce different types of messaging so that people like your tech candidates are getting something that's a little bit unique to them than, let's say, their manufacturing candidates who want to know something a little different too. So today, we're going to define what a TVP is the four steps to creating one, how you can align it with your existing employee value proposition, and how to bring your TVP to life in the market through employee storytelling. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in my co-host for today, Christy Guccio. Hey, Christy. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Christy, introduce your yourself and tell us why this resonates so much with you. Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm an account manager working with our clients on executing their vision while also managing projects here at Stories. And I have also had the opportunity to work on content development with our clients. So I was able to work with several of them on developing content with the specific goal of attracting candidates for a certain department or role. Now, prior to the Stories team, as you saw, I raised my hand. I worked in recruiting roles earlier in my career with several RPO firms and also with a global computer software company. And one of my first recruiting roles was to fill pharmaceutical sales rep positions for a company that was rapidly expanding its sales force in order to ramp up to promote a new product on the market. Now, not to age myself too much, but this may have been before employer branding was a thing like it to the extent that it is today. But now I think about the cold calling that I had to do in trying to attract people to a company and to entice them to sell a product in an industry that they possibly knew nothing about. It, it wasn't always that easy. And I think how great it would have been to have a video to attract the talent, telling them the why and the what, and showing them why they should be a part of the team. And gosh, I would have really appreciated something like that at that time. Yeah, agree. I could have used many of those things in the past too. All right, great. So let's dive into TVP world. So let's start by defining a team value proposition. What is it? A team value proposition defines the unique opportunities and culture offered by a specific team to employees on that team. So while your EVP is about what makes your company a great place to work, 
your TVP focuses on what makes a specific team great within your organization. And while we call it a TVP because the word team is included in it, a TVP can be specific to a department, an office location, a specific skill set, or any other way that your organization groups talent together. Yeah, great. And so as you think about this, does every team need a TVP? Who actually needs one? Yeah, this is really helpful to talk about because not every department or team within an organization needs a TVP. Most of your teams can easily identify with your broader EVP. The TVP is a strategic tool that can help to differentiate a team within the organization, especially if it's a business area, role, or even a location that may be hard to recruit for or that has a nuanced culture that is a little bit different from the rest of your company. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. So it's not, you don't need it for everyone, but there's very strategic ways that you want to use it. And I love this idea that it doesn't have to be just for a, a business team or like what we think of traditionally as a team. It can be for something like a location. And so let's watch a quick example of what that could look like. We have a video here from AstraZeneca talking about one of their specific locations. Hi, welcome to the Frederick Manufacturing Center in Frederick, Maryland. We are an operations facility. So here you're going to see the start of your pole product. We start with supply chain. We have the manufacturing group, and that starts with central services, right? They procure the raw materials that we use in the downstream operations and upstream operations. Then we have all the support groups. We make sure that product that is leaving the, the campus is safe for ultimately our patients. Uh, that is a quality product that comes out the door. Every time that we come to work, me personally, I follow the values of the site and I use them as my compass. They guide me. They really do. And, and one of our values is really we're here for our patients. There's a little more to that video, but I think it's a nice introduction to this idea of talking specifically about one location, what it does. So it's a production facility, but also this idea that it connects back to the larger mission or values or goals of the organization, which is all about being for your patients. So there's lots of ways that this type of content in the TVP world can work for a team and for the broader organization too. All right, let's talk about other clients that you've worked with, Christy, where this has come into play. Is there another example that you can share that this TVP was really important to them? Yes, there have been many projects where we've worked to help brand a team. The one that really sticks out to me is we were helping a large consumer goods company highlight their technology team by creating specific content for them and the opportunities that people may not think about because it's a company that produces things like pet food and toothpaste. But here they have this need for IT people to help with the organization as well. Yeah, that's a great example. I think we see this a lot where tech teams and companies that aren't necessarily a tech company need to differentiate themselves in the market and talk about why it's unique to work in tech at that type of company. So cool. Great example. Okay, so we know what a TVP is now and who may need one. Let's talk about how you actually create one. What's the first step to creating a TVP? Sure. The first step is to assess the current EVP and identify areas where your team may not fully align with it. So if you don't have an EVP, you can skip this step and go straight to the TVP. 
If this is your situation, just make sure you're familiar with your company's brand guidelines. Okay, great. So the first step is review your current EVP if you have one and see how it does reflect the team and how it may not reflect the team. Step one. What's step two? Sure. Step two is where the heavy lifting really comes in for you. You need to develop a deep understanding of your team by really getting to know them. There are a lot of ways to do this, but what you shouldn't miss is conducting interviews with your current employees and maybe even past candidates to gather feedback on pain points, misconceptions, needs, and even what makes the team unique. Other things that can be helpful for you to look at could be pulse checks with employees, taking a look at what current and past team members are saying on review sites, and also piggyback off existing research and insights from things like engagement surveys. All of this upfront work helps you to identify your team's motivations and what gives it a competitive edge. Yeah, this is a really critical piece. While there's so much data you can look at, like you just shared, Christy, with surveys or review sites or other things, actually talking to your team members and asking them questions to really uncover what it's like to work in their team is really important. And so we have a couple questions that we're going to share here of what would you ask when you're talking about a team? So here we go. We've got what are some common misconceptions about your team or the work you do? What sets your team apart from the others you've worked with in the past? How would you describe your team's culture? What are the qualities that are highly valued within your team? What are the challenges you've encountered while you've been working on the team? And then what are some examples of unique projects, team events, or initiatives? And so these are really good starting point questions to start having these conversations with your team. And obviously you can go deeper, you can ask other things, but these are a great place to start when you're trying to uncover a little bit more about what's unique with that team. Yeah, absolutely. You'll have so much information from all of these questions. And this is where you can start creating that differentiated messaging. And based on your research, you want to craft a clear, concise, and powerful statement that highlights what makes your team unique. This is the team value proposition, which serves as your why for potential candidates and strengthens the connection with your current employees. This is also the step where you want to make sure that your tone and your messaging also align with your company's overall brand. Yeah, it's a great point. And we're going to talk about aligning your TVP with your EVP in just a minute. But before we get to that, is this step, so we're still in step two, is this step where content creation would also be, start to come into play? It is. Yeah, once you have your messaging dialed in, it's time to create a team content library that will help you communicate more effectively with candidates. And this should definitely include using team members in videos, blog posts, photography, and social media content so that they can continue to tell the story of their experiences and what, to, what it's like working on their team. So you really want to use the storytelling and your employee experiences to bring your TVP to life for prospective candidates. Yeah, and we've got something else here we're going to share. Tell me what's the must-haves? Like when we talk about including our team and content, what are the things that we should be thinking about? Yeah, it, it certainly depends on your organization and the different channels that you use. But I think that some of the basics should be team photography to use on landing pages and in social posts employee stories captured on video that can be used across your channel 
one video that gives an overview of the team that can be included in job descriptions or even in sourcer and recruiter outreach. Another one would be hiring manager videos talking about their experiences and what they're looking for. And finally, even things like interview prep materials that are infused with your TVP to help candidates best prepare for the hiring process. Yeah, that one's a little unique, and I don't think we see companies doing that a lot. But I know, Christy, you worked with a company who did just that. So infusing some interview prep materials for engineering with what the interview process is, but also giving them a sense for the team and the culture. Right? Yeah, cool. All right. So let's take another look at an example of a TVP and content using real employees. So we're going to share an example here from First Solar, a solar manufacturing company. Coming into a factory job, never been at a factory before. I didn't know what exactly to expect. I thought it would be really loud on the floor. People are super nice and it's not loud on the floor. It's super quiet. And then the process is really easy. I wanted to try something and it actually worked out really well for me. And I ended up really liking it here. It's pretty laid back, like real, real relaxed. You work with a group of people and you rotate throughout the day. There'll be a job for two hours and your core group will go to another job for two hours and just go to six different jobs where we have 12-hour shifts. It makes the day go by quicker. You're never like stuck doing one thing. As you get more comfortable, then they'll expand your role and show you how to do more jobs. When I'm training someone, I try to help them figure out what they need. I tell them it is a lot to take in, but don't get overly anxious. Take your time. Learn the process. You don't have to learn it all in one day. I've learned a lot about solar panels and how they work. And the process of them being made is really cool. I really enjoyed the tech part of it and learning how to fix the robots. You actually get a little bit of that engineering and the maintenance background working here. And just learning the whole process is really cool. Once you realize that for solar is bigger than just coming to work and collecting your paycheck. It makes a big difference in associates on the floor of eight. All right, Christy, why does that work in like a team value proposition kind of way? Yeah, it's about tapping into their vested interest. So in this type of content, team members are talking directly to their potential future teammates. What they will say will convince talent to apply or not. And this ultimately impacts candidate quality and culture fit. So it's as an accurate picture of team life and that impacts retention as well. So the employee experience must match the marketing if you want your new team members to stay. And that should be a priority of everyone on the team. Yeah, that's a great point. And obviously these are people who work in manufacturing trying to talk about what it's like in manufacturing to attract candidates for manufacturing. So there's a lot of reasons that it makes sense to have a video like that versus a, a general overview video about the company, which they also have, but this drills down just a little bit deeper. Cool. All right. So we're on step four and our last step, that's to put your TDP into action. So what does this look, Christy? 
Sure. At this stage, you should be assessing all of the channels you have access to across the candidate lifecycle and infusing your TVP messaging and content in all of them. And most importantly, you're going to want to encourage team members to share all of this uh, and celebrate their stories. So once any content is live, you should be tagging them in the content on social media and encourage them to share so it reaches their networks too. And one important last point to mention is that a TVP is not set in stone. It can be iterative, so you shouldn't overthink it. Put it out on the market and test the messaging with your target audience and then gather feedback and you can use what you learn to refine and improve your TVP over time. Yeah, great point. And teams change too, right? Team cultures change, the work a team is working on changes too. So this is the type of content that is good to be iterative and refreshing over time versus you do it once and it lives forever. Great. All right, there's one last thing we have to address before we wrap things up, and that's the relationship between the EVP and the TVP. So any of us who have spent time crafting an EVP and doing all the work behind that, we don't want to see it just cast aside for a TVP, but there's a place for both. And Christy, tell us a little bit more about that relationship. Sure, it helps to think back to the central purpose of why you developed an EVP. Uh, The idea is to create messaging that accurately distills and represents what it means to work for an organization. Now, the goal of the TVP is to screen in candidates who would thrive on that team and screen out candidates who wouldn't. So in this way, the TVP is its own thing. Just as what makes us unique is a core piece of developing an EVP, what makes this team unique is a core piece of developing a TVP. And when it's created right, a TVP should only speak to the experience of being on that team and wouldn't work if applied to another business area, for example. At the same time, each team is part of the wider organization and thus the broader EVP still applies to them. It just might apply in different ways. So TVPs will often align with certain brand pillars more than others, like their distinct flavors of the EVP, but they will align in a certain way. And you saw this in both of the examples that we watched today. Yeah, exactly. Their TVPs don't replace your EVP. It just brings those team experiences to life in a way that enhances the overall brand and perception of that specific group, all within your current EVP and your current brand. So. There's room for both, for sure. We just think it's really important to give your teams credit where credit's due and let them shine in their unique ways. So thanks so much, Christy. That's a wrap on TVP for today. For anyone who's interested in diving deeper on the idea of team branding or team storytelling, we have a very robust guide about the team value proposition. There's lots more detail in there about all the steps to creating a TVP and bringing it to life. As always, thank you for listening in. If you're enjoying these conversations, please subscribe to the Spotlights by Stories, Inc. podcast on whatever platform you listen in on so you never miss an episode. You can also head over to storiesincorporated.com for more resources, guides, and tips on growing your employee story efforts no matter what role you're in. 